Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 60 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. Wow, George, you're my episode 60. <laughs> That's an anniversary. It is. It's, our, it's my 60th anniversary, I guess you could say. So guys, welcome George <laughs> Guggenin to the show. George, welcome. Yeah, hi, everybody. Nice to meet you. Guys, George is joining me all the way from Moscow right now, which is really far because I'm in LA and he has got such cool stuff to talk to us about. So just a little backstory, okay? Um, he's got a PhD in math models and economy. I don't even know what that would mean. He had the first federal scale online startup in Russia in 2008, personally presented to Vladimir Putin in 2009. Eight years of experience in automation at big fintech corps and e-commerce fintech is financial tech. Guys, for those of you who don't know, and an integrator CEO, executive board consultant. He's launched crypto projects. He works with blockchain. He's got so much going on and a bunch of words that even I don't understand. So I'm just going to let him explain it. George, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. So tell us before you actually dive into the story, explain me a little bit more what you do um, because there's so much technical terminology here. Can you explain to us like, what do you actually do right now? Mm, my uh, core activity is meditating and uh, involving the people into some projects. <laughs> That's what I do most of the time. Got it. Okay, so you spend your time meditating and chatting with people. Works. What is yeah. it that actually gets done in your business? What does the business do? <laughs> Uh, first, uh, we print money. <laughs> I like uh, that. Okay. We could, <laughs> I could handle that. You know, when I was a kid, I saw an ad for this little money machine and I thought it was real and I knew I was going to be rich and I couldn't understand why no one else bought it. It was a little money printing machine. It must've been a gag gift, but like, I don't know, mm -hmm. I'm seven. I'm like, I'm rich. I'll print money. Yeah. So explain, yeah. what do you, mean you print money? <laughs> um, the cryptocurrency uh, revolution allowed a lot of people around the world to issue uh, the digital valuable stuff. Uh, which <laughs> you make money, literally. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, you need to explain this to everyone. Yeah. So um, even in the ancient Greece and in ancient Rome, uh, the Roman Empire, the... Uh, guys told that the human being is the measurement of all the values and if you drill it down to something uh, very easy um, as i always say like the human beings are the most productive um, entities on the planet earth because they consume uh, sugar and water and they produce buildings paintings art, uh, software, whatever. So uh, this is the most efficient uh, tool to produce value. And uh, during uh, the last century, central bankers are trying to um, tell people that, look guys, uh, 
banks are the only one who can uh, create value and create valuable things uh, and uh, the other guys are not but uh, uh, due to the decentralization to the blockchain technologies now everybody around the world if uh, they have something valuable for other people they can create a digital token describing like okay this is the drawing rights to this valuable stuff and uh, sell it or make a gift or exchange it for whatever and that's it that's how people can issue becoming uh, issuers of valuable things that that became becomes very easy at the moment Okay, but I think we could always say in any business, business is an exchange of value for value. So once you're creating and providing value, um, you have a value exchange, but that's not currency, right? Like your business is only currency, the person who takes it. Currency itself, money is that middleman that everyone universally accepts. You can't just go online and say, hey, I made SD coins. Everyone should now buy them. They're worth a lot of money because I made them. Um, people... Uh that, that, that's a very funny statement, but it is what it is. So I think that people, uh, in the human world, uh, the only thing is valuable is what's been valued by the people. Uh, so if people are valuing the golden bars, okay, they are becoming the currency or now people are valuing the Instagram followers amount. Okay, uh, now the Instagram followers amount is actually a currency because people can uh, sell it. <laughs> people can uh, sure. lend it and rent it for the brands, etc. So everything which is valued by a lot of people could be the asset, uh, the liquid asset, which could be easily exchangeable or splittable or uh, transferable to whatever point of the world. That makes sense. No, that's true. As soon as anything takes off or, or gets a certain, you know, mass adoption, right? There, there's value in the human interaction. That's fair. Um, but again, I still couldn't go out and make SD money tomorrow and, and have it be worth anything. So when you say <laughs> you print money, you're using um, is it blockchain technology to create Bitcoins? Is that what you're doing? Or is it something similar or different? Um, we have uh, created a, we have performed a token sale, an ICO in back in 2017. Uh, so we have raised $10 million uh, via the crowd sale. And uh, we have issued our tokens uh, the karma tokens uh, and we have just said like look guys uh, it's a token and it will allow you to have some benefits in our software that we will deliver uh, over the time and uh, this software will be valuable so you can support this project at the early stage and you uh, using this token uh, you will have uh, some discounts inside the app or you can pay some commissions or you have some access to the privileged uh, areas uh, of the app etc etc so it's like a future supply option for the software 
Oh, that's really uh, that's cool. What and what does the software do? So I'm just going to translate for, for our listeners, because I don't know if everyone is up on what that means. Guys, an ICO is an initial coin offering. Like an IPO is an initial stock offering. So an ICO is an initial coin offering. It means you took this thing public. Um, I would like to emphasize something very important here. Uh, so IPO usually means the issuance of the securities right. under the SEC, whatever, Act uh, uh 506 or or mm -hmm. 506d whatever and uh, um, what does it mean a security in terms of uh, the financial regulator it means that it, it is the obligation of the business entity uh, to pay interest rate to the owner of the bond or it's a um, uh, share of the business and uh, the guy who have bought the share is becoming a shareholder with all the rights. Uh, but in uh, terms of uh, the token sale, uh, the Karma token sale, for instance, uh, we have sold nor the bonds nor the uh, other type of securities. We have issued a uh, future supply options for the software. And it was all uh written down in our sla in our user agreement and all that stuff so it was basically not an uh, um a ipo in terms of uh, legal uh standpoint right. understand yeah no i i know that but it means that you are your own version meaning for people who don't understand the industry right so they've heard of bitcoin the type of cryptocurrency you have your own cryptocurrency yeah What's it That's called? Right. Karma. Karma. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go invest in Karma yep. now. And so Karma <laughs> gives you bonuses in a certain software. What's the software do? Yeah. Uh, the software is all about the peer-to-peer -peer lending. Mostly the borrowers are the small and medium enterprise owners, small businesses. Uh, and uh, the investors are just uh, the people from all across the world who want to invest in the SMEs because it's uh, the most profitable uh, type of business to invest because uh, the regular banks and financial institutions are avoiding uh, to provide a loan to the SME because of the uh, regulations of the central banks. That's why uh, SMEs are have to use the peer-to-peer -peer markets. Genius. And is the peer-to-peer -peer marketplace called Karma also? Does that have a different name? Yep. It's the so same Karma name. is the peer-to-peer -peer network and it's the currency that is a result of the transactions. Mm, not really. Not really. Uh, so Because I still try to wrap my brain around Bitcoin. So my understanding yeah. of Bitcoin yeah. is that blockchain technology where you know you're kind of stacking i guess different um assurances transactions in a certain way you complete a certain chain and it makes a coin um in a very general way yes like that i was trying to make it as general as possible yeah <laughs> i was trying to make a paint a picture <laughs> in my head i understand that the code and the technology behind this is extremely complicated um, but i was just trying to paint a picture yep Okay, does yours work the same way in a really general uh, way? Every blockchain in general is uh, a, just a, a ledger of some records. That's right. it. Transactional so just, ledger. Um, 
it's not it should not be only a transaction it should be a file it could be a file or uh, any type of information i hear any uh, type of record not just a transaction yeah, record. yeah. okay fair any enough. type of it's just a database which is copied multiple times on different computers all around the world and uh, which is uh, secured with some cryptography that's it very simple so uh, blockchain is a tool it's a technology which allows people to store data in a safe way uh, with multiple copies and with some additional encryption. Right. That's and it. it's in, decentralized as opposed to sticking all your stuff in a cloud and Amazon's cloud or Google's cloud in one spot. This is a decentralized mm -hmm. form of data storage. Uh, yes, it should be, but most of the so-called decentralized projects are not really decentralized, but it's uh, more into technology. Okay, fair enough. So I feel like you're obviously a super genius. How did you get started doing this? Oh, thank you. Um, we, uh, I don't remember, have I mentioned that my first business, um, I have started my first business when I was nine years old. It, oh, it was nice. very funny. <laughs> yeah. I was and 10. When I had my, You're, you oh. beat me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I've had, had my first profit, uh, it was just amazing for me. And I was uh, running through my house and like, look, mom, dad, I have my first uh, profits. And they were, what? And uh, it was an awesome experience for me. And uh, since then, I was uh, um, trying to make a lot of different ventures. And um, about uh, back in 2013, I have tried a lot to um, get a business loan for uh, to grow my enterprise. Uh, my company was profitable. It was all legal, all transparent. Taxes are paid and all that stuff. But uh, I have filed a request for a loan uh, into about four dozens of banks, and they have all uh, they have all uh, denied. Uh, most of them have even not responded to me. Oh wow! And a couple of them have uh, told me like, "Look, guy, uh, we have some regulations, and they are very strict, and uh, you have to provide a collateral." Uh, basically the real estate and the um, estimated value of that real estate should be uh, twice or triple more than the volume of the loan you That's want so to raise. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. so rude. And I, I, I was like, look guys, are you, uh, you're a bank or you're a pound shop or, or what? But they, I'm sorry, uh, the bank manager told me and that's just a regulation of a central bank. We can do uh, nothing with it. So um, that's why I, I was uh, uh, very interested. And I said, look, if there's uh, a huge problem for a lot of people, uh, the SMEs market is huge, uh, then if we can solve this problem, it could be a huge business opportunity. Uh, that's why in 2014, we have started our peer-to-peer uh, -peer, um, investments uh, for the SMEs. It was all manual, no blockchain at the moment, no automation, no software. Just we have created a template of contracts between investors uh, and the borrower. And uh, we were performing the scoring of the borrower also manually using some 
public and private databases. And, um, you know, it was uh, very interesting because it has grown very fast. We have uh, reached a turnover of $5 million uh, to 2017. Wow. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was a hobby uh, part time, so uh, we were very excited that yeah, just a it hobby, like no big deal. Just... <laughs> <laughs> what was the other business? What was the other business before Karma that, that you couldn't get the loan for that made you start Karma? What did it do? It was a software development company. Okay. Uh, yeah, software development. Uh, gotcha. and, okay, and then uh, you developed the software for Karma, and like as a hobby, it started turning over millions of dollars. <laughs> and you're like, hey, maybe this is a business. <laughs> yep. And, um, I love this. You really do print money in so many ways. That's amazing. That See, that should have been what it said on the bio. We need to rewrite that. Uh, George Guggenheim prints money. That's what he does. Yeah. I hope the government officials will, um, <laughs> will like this. Um, I, see, I'm in America. I don't even think. like I, I feel like Mother Russia is, is maybe it's still there. I don't know. I have no idea, mm -hmm. but I feel like Google listens way more to everything everyone says, and so does Facebook. So if I'm afraid of anyone, it's them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Okay, so uh, you're doing it as a hobby, and you're like, hey, this thing's turning over a lot of money. It's working. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, maybe you can remember the first prototype of Airbnb, and it was an awful landing page, which was manually supported by the founders. Uh, but uh, the demand on the uh, rental flats in California in Bay Area was so huge. Uh, so the people just don't care. Uh, they were using the service as it, as it was <laughs> at the moment because they really do need some flat during the conference or during the hackathon or whatever. Uh, that's why I, I used to try the new hypothesis of new businesses uh, via just manual stuff and paperwork. And only if this uh, paperwork and manual process uh, is interesting for some clients and if it can generate some income, only then uh, we are starting to develop some software. Right. That's smart. I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've got Karma. And uh, how have you promoted it? Because I searched online and like, I it only even showed up when I wrote like karma peer to peer. And then I found it. Um, how have people found it? Has it gone all word of mouth? What's, and it sounds like it's doing two things because it itself is peer to peer lending and it itself is generating a currency. Yeah. So um, back in 2017 at the early, like in January or February, I've met, uh, occasionally met some uh, blockchain evangelist. Uh, he was so freaking mad about the blockchain. And he, we were uh, intended to talk for half an hour, but we have spent four hours together. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, he, uh, I have provided a pizza in a restaurant uh, and he has paid me a, via Ethereum. Uh, because uh, he was like, do you have an Ethereum wallet? I said, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know what okay, that is so either. Okay, you got to educate <laughs> us because I, I love learning about this, but I still don't fully understand how it works. So maybe today will be the day. An Ethereum mm -hmm. wallet is a digital wallet? Yeah, uh, Ethereum wallet is just an address. Well, it's like a uh, login and password. Uh, 
mm -hmm. like in every other, like in Facebook or Twitter. So you have a public address, which you can share to other people. It's your ID. Mm -hmm. uh, and also you have a private key, uh, which is like a password. That's it. And you can access uh, your wallet through the different applications, uh, I, uh, iOS, uh, Android, uh, browser, whatever, or even you can install some complex software. So there's a whole lot of different uh, type of ways to access your wallet in every blockchain. Uh, and that's it. And this wallet just stores the amount of currency of this blockchain, uh, in this case, Ethereum. It's very easy. It's just like a database when everybody has uh, a wallet and uh, their account and how many coins uh, uh, there are on, on this account. That's it. So each of these wallets sounds to me like a bank account, but it sounds like you need a different one with each bank. There's no one wallet where you can like, I could take my karmas and my Bitcoins if I had them and all of the other ones. No, the, each, each blockchain has its own um, database. And if you have some karma coins, you should uh, have to have wallet in karma blockchain and use karma app to access. Uh, if you have some Bitcoins, uh, you have to use the Bitcoin wallets. Uh, that's uh, kind of messy. That's why there's a lot of uh, multi-currency wallets uh, on the market, which allows users to manage all those different coins uh, in one app, make it more convenient. Got it. Oh, this is an entire world. So, okay, let's say I tell you to simplify this for me as much as possible. What would a lay person like myself, like any of our listeners, guys, sorry, I'm gonna just pretend you're as lay person as me here for a moment. What do we need to know about this technology so that we don't miss the boat? First, don't ever lend money to buy a crypto. Never, ever do this, please. Okay, good advice. Okay. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean, never lend money to buy a crypto? What does that mean? I mean, uh, I mean never borrow, never uh, get a loan. Oh, I mean, never, never get a loan. Okay, meaning yeah. never never get a loan to buy cryptocurrency because it's so unstable, you could easily lose the money, you won't be able to pay it back. Yeah, never borrow Got money, it. I'm sorry. Okay. Never borrow money to uh, buy a crypto because there were a huge amount of um, uh, use cases when people uh, dig into the reverse mortgage. So they have uh, collateralized their real estate to the bank to get some money. And then they have invested into the cryptocurrencies and uh, it was a disaster. Please never do this. Okay, that's really uh, good advice. And I heard also the markets went down in the past year. They dropped like a huge amount, all the cryptocurrencies um, for whatever reason. Yeah, because they were uh, huge. Uh, there was a huge overheat in 2017. Right, and, they were overvalued. Uh, yeah, they were truly overvalued in thousands of hundreds of times. Uh, and uh, what's going on today, just a correction uh, and nothing more. So, for instance, the uh, adequate price of Bitcoin is the price of electricity, which have been burned to pr produce this Bitcoin. That's it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, that's why... 3.5 or 400 uh, of uh, 4,000 of dollars is now the adequate price of Bitcoin.
Bitcoin because this is amount of money you have to burn for the electricity to uh, create new Bitcoin. And in, for instance, in 2012, the next year, uh, the Bitcoin algorithm will be uh, automatically switched to uh, more complex um, algorithm and uh, it will require twice more electricity to burn. Uh, then that means that the adequate price of Bitcoin in 2020 will be from seven to eight thousand dollars. That, that's it. That's the only organic and natural estimation of the Bitcoin price. Every that's other very fluctuation. Cool. I like that. Never anyone explain <laughs> yeah. it that way. No, that's very, very cool because that's really what it's made of. It's made of electricity. Yeah. What does electricity yeah. cost to produce this thing? Yeah, yeah so simple. I love that. <laughs> So would you say now is a, sorry, so we never borrow money to buy it. Um, would you say that since things are priced fairly now, does it make sense for people who haven't invested yet in cryptocurrency? Is it a good idea? Is it bad? Like, you know, the inside of the market. I've been so curious yeah. to like your inside take. Is this a good idea? Do you think it's maybe, again, I'm going to like ask you this, but it, it might be mean. Is this a fad? Right? Is this like, you know, like dot-com boom? Everyone's like, it's like a cryptocurrency boom and everyone's making their own coin. And, you know, I'm not trying to be mean because you make your own coin. Um, like, what, what do you really think being on the inside of this? What does this industry look like? Is it worth for people to invest? If they do have the money, if they don't have to borrow it. Uh, next uh, advice, I even told it to my, my mom and to my friends and uh, whatever people around. So um, put into the crypto as much money as you can put in the shredder machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so well said. <laughs> so, if you're willing to take the dollar and shred it, go ahead and invest it. That is great. So uh, treat, it, treat it like a lottery. Treat it like a lottery ticket. Fair. So uh, spend as much your money as uh, you will spend on the lottery or just throw it away from the window or shred it, whatever, you name it. Okay. I like that a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's such an unstable market. Definitely don't borrow money, but not even that. Like, it's like a lottery ticket. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But you know that you don't need that dollar or two or you wouldn't spend it on the lottery ticket. Yeah. So okay. those are the core advices for every uh, newbie uh, in, in this place. You have okay. to be very cautious uh, considering the, those rules. And, and what about um, not investing money? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. I was going to say, what if you don't invest money? So you print money. Could a lay person... Yeah. Again, so all joking aside um, about SD coin, but could a lay person come into this space and invest energy instead of money and get money from it still at this point? I know um, in the olden days you could. Is it still like that? Yeah, we call it a bounty, uh, like bounty hunters uh, and all that term. So um, a lot of projects are paying their tokens uh, for some work, for some PR, for spreading the news in the social media, for supporting the chat rooms, for... Uh, promoting the project, involving some users, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, people can uh, just earn uh, the coins for some uh, work, not to, to buy 
them. Well, that's cool. So they didn't have to figure out the technology or use their computer. They could use whatever assets they have, just getting the word out and they might be able to get free money. Yep. Which may or may not be worth anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a funny game. Yeah. I hear. Okay. That's very cool. What else? What else should someone know about this world right now? What else is like important information? I feel like it's so, again, this is one of those black boxes that's out there. Everyone like here, they hear cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, unless you're in it, it's so complicated to try to understand what is going on. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?